have no idea if Joe Biden actually did this. We hope not. It's awful. But the point is, in American politics, it doesn't matter. Here's your takeaway. Institutional feminism, the so-called feminist movement, is fake. It was never about women or believing women. They don't believe women. They don't care about women. They care about power. And that's why Gillibrand was friends with Harvey Weinstein and Bill Clinton. That's why she's friends with Joe Biden now. If you call yourself a male feminist and send enough checks to the Democratic Party, it doesn't matter how many actual women you hurt. That's true. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That's Tucker Carlson from last night on Fox. Um, women's groups go silent on Biden. Uh, one of the headlines I'm looking at this Twitter feed. Um, we contacted 10 top women's groups about the Tara Reid allegation against Joe Biden, including Emily's List, Planned Parenthood, Action Fund, Neural Pro-Choice America, among others. These are all very outspoken political groups that say right. things about everything. None of them had a comment to make at all on the Joe Biden thing when asked for a comment. Oh, that's that's funny. I mean, that's their their cause. They howled like they were on fire during the entirety of the Kavanaugh thing, even as the allegations were one by one proven to be either completely ridiculous or utterly unsubstantiable. Well, as it says in the Daily Beast, many of these organizations came forward expressing regret that they didn't take the allegations against Bill Clinton at the time more seriously. Right. Now they're being asked about Joe Biden and they don't have any comment. I mean, your comment can be <laughs> their comment. It's perfectly fine to say we don't know what happened. So, right. you know, we're we're hold it withholding judgment. That's perfectly OK. But to just not comment at all, it seems pretty crazy to me, except that that is not perfectly OK in the context of what they were howling during the Kavanaugh thing, where the women must be believed. We must believe every accuser. So they can't say, well, we don't know what happened. We can't substantiate this. Well, since you brought it up, let's hear a little montage of Kirsten Gillibrand. She's a senator from New York. Uh, she was big during the whole Kavanaugh thing. She was she was still running for president at that time, though, so she wanted to be a, a star in this. Well, her account she- is credible, and I believe her. She spoke her truth so bravely, so strongly, so honestly, and we believed her. Judge Kavanaugh has not asked to have the FBI review these claims. Is that the is that the reaction of an innocent person? It is not. To refuse to treat this properly and try to confirm Judge Kavanaugh at any cost tells women that once again they are not important and they are not to be believed. I believe her because she's telling the truth. So how did you know that, <laughs> Senator Gillibrand? So that's what she was saying about the Kavanaugh accuser. When she was asked about whether or not she still supports Joe Biden yesterday, she said, I stand by Vice President Biden. He's devoted his life to supporting women, and he has vehemently denied this allegation. That's, oh. that's my favorite part. Oh, he denied it vehemently. Well, done. Ah. let's move on. <laughs> Settled? Like, I don't have any reason to think Biden's guilty of anything. I just find right. that part hilarious. Oh, he's vehemently denied it. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't mention that. Welcome to Kirsten Gillibrand's Arguing for Dummies. And I mean dummies. <laughs> oh, really, yeah, really stupid people. <laughs> Dummy. That, that is something. Yeah. Um, how about that crap? And Tucker's right. And and the whole intersectional move, movement and the critical race theory, it's about power. They weave this 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 um rationale for why somebody's a bad group and they deserve to have power taken away and they're actually evil and... And the other group, whether it happens to be mine, uh, needs more. But it's it's all just a rationale to grab power. So uh, uh, Joe Biden hasn't said anything about it, um, and he hasn't he hasn't been asked about it, which is crazy. Uh, but he hasn't made a statement about it, and uh, get to that in just a second. But I'm looking at the New York Times headline yesterday. Another headline. You know, you got problems when it gets to the there's a headline every day point. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for like three or four days in the New York Times. The headline yesterday was Tara Reid assault allegation. Democrats frustration mounts as Biden remains silent. So that was a that put a little, you know, a little uh, onus on Biden to do something. Right. Yeah. You got the voice of the Democratic Party, practically, the New York Times saying, hey, you got to say something. There's definitely a misstep involved in the Joe Biden campaign because the statement that they put out, and this this is CNN's headline, Joe Biden's campaign is twisting a New York Times story to defend against Tara Reid allegations. We talked about that yesterday, um, how they took, uh, I forget what the exact wording was in the New York Times, but the New York Times said something like, they 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 found no further evidence of this sort of behavior in his life or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden made the claim. His campaign made the claim. He hasn't said anything. His campaign made the claim um, that 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 the New York Times cleared him. The New York Times wanted to point that out in their article yesterday. In their statement, they said the Times noted the investigation. Their investigation made no conclusion either way in the terror read. They wanted to clear that up. So right. they're firing back at the Joe Biden campaign by saying, no, 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 we did not say that. Yeah. You can't go around saying the New York Times cleared you. We did not clear you. We specifically did not clear you. So yeah, the, uh, that seems to me like turning up the heat a little bit. It, it clearly is. Plus, the New York Times doesn't appreciate, you know, for all their sins, they don't like being uh, radically misquoted by a presidential campaign. Sure. Uh, having read both the articles in question and the, the BuzzFeed piece, that makes the same claim about the New York Times article, which brings me to a point I wanted to make. Listen, y'all, you do a fabulous job, a great job um, of citing things we ought to be talking about and turning this on to stories and the rest of it. But for goodness sakes, just quit sending stuff from crackpot websites. And if you don't, if you're not able to identify what's a crackpot website, don't send anything. Now, I suppose BuzzFeed News is they're crackpots. BuzzFeed. Are you kidding? Do you remember during the whole Russia collusion hoax? Tucker I mean, calls they, them the cat blog. Cat blog BuzzFeed they, News. They print freaking anything. All but, right. But I, and I suppose we didn't do what we're supposed to do as talk show hosts to set this up as a woman who, who used to work for Joe Biden. Right. Claims that in 1993, he put her up against the wall, kissed her, put his hands under his, her skirt and then. I hate to even say the rest of it. Um, well, yeah. he he penetrated her, right? Um, that's what she says. And digitally, uh, not and, like the internet with and, his fingers. And a former neighbor going way way back in the day says, "Yeah, she told me about it." Specifically mentioned Joe Biden's name. So that's mm-hmm. that's where we are in the whole thing, right there. But here's here's what I wanted to, to get into as a discussion. First of all, what question should the media ask Joe Biden? And and and. What statement is he going to make? I mean, what can he say? What what do you that would do you any good? Well, uh, I understand the house, and, he, and still he says nothing. He, he has said he's done nothing. Well, what is he supposed to say? I put out a statement that says I didn't do this. Okay, now you'd like me to say it on a microphone? I didn't do this. Right, right. Yeah, he's in an impossible in an impossible position, as all uh, accused are, if they didn't do it. Well, the question All you can do is deny it. I mean, the, the, one of the, the the real plums, one of the real treats in that mishmash of Kirsten Gillibrand being a jackass was uh, the Judge Kavanaugh has not demanded that the FBI look into these allegations as if the accused is supposed to hire the FBI to investigate them for something they didn't do. Um, I mean, what's Joe Biden going to do to prove a negative? It's undoable. 
Yeah, I mean, it, in his defense, I just I don't know what what he would say on a microphone that wouldn't make things worse. Um, for for one thing, it gives the story another day's legs because every news organization plays the clip of him denying it, and to right. do that, they have to set up the original claim again. So what? that that's what he's trying to avoid all this time. I think he, I'm sure his campaign realizes that this, at this point they have to. But leading up till the last couple of days, they're thinking if I come out and make a statement now, everybody's heard the story again. Yeah, I think you have to though. He has to at this I point. Know. I don't know. The question I have, and I and I've done a fair amount of digging in this. Has, has nobody asked her? I'm surprised they haven't asked him too. The whole she brought me. A gym bag after a workout. What was exactly the relationship there going on? Well, was I think that, if you're an aide and the senator needs something at the other end of the Capitol, you grab it and you go. Okay, that's fine. But I want somebody to say that. What that, that what what is the relationship where you call somebody and say, "I'm done working out. Come meet me in a private location and bring me my gym bag full of clothes." Mm. That's not necessarily sketchy. It could be just exactly what you just described. Or it could be completely sketchy. I would just—I would like a few more details. Is this something you did regularly? Did he have your personal phone number, or how did he contact you, or was the why meet there, or did he forget it? I just—I would like to know more details on that. First of all, when you get more details, it's—it's it's often easier to get an idea of whether a person's a crackpot or lying. Right. When they start, uh, you know, un, uh, unleashing the story. Well, and, and this gal's at least half a crackpot. She's one of the leading pro-Putin people in the world. I'm not saying, you know, I have no idea what happened with Biden, and I never will. And, and frankly, I'm not even that, I don't care. Did you guys ever meet for drinks, or did you call and talk privately on a regular basis or anything like that? Has anybody asked either one of them that question? That'd be worth knowing. Why? Um, you don't think that'd, that'd be worth knowing? It'd be mildly interesting, but if he forced her up against a wall and, and, and you know, did what he did. Well I'll, well, I'll tell you why I think it's clearly interesting, is if their stories match up. Um. If if she says, yeah, we talked all the time, we went out for drinks, he called me and says, I never called her ever. We never met for drinks. Mm. I remember her working for me. That I don't woman, remember, uh, Miss Lewinsky. I don't remember her bringing me a bag. It wouldn't stand out. It's the sort of thing that happens all the time. But no, I don't have it. Or, yeah, we would meet for drinks every every once in a while. We were pretty good friends. I would call and talk to her. I'd, I'd like, Made out a couple of times. Uh, or... Well, that gets to this. Is there any chance... There was something going on there, and that's why she didn't say anything, and he didn't say anything. He's having an affair. You don't know. No, that's well, that's the, why it's worth asking questions. Yeah, I to guess see if their, their answers match up. Yeah, I guess, but this isn't going to go nowhere. It's a he said, she said from decades ago. Trump has plenty of accusations against him. I, I just I mean, it's going to me. Further. It's all about the hypocrisy of the media and the Democrats. Well, there's well, there's two things. Uh, uh, two things when you bring up Trump. For whatever reason, Trump is inoculated against this because you expect this out of him. And Joe Biden, is this is not expected out of him. That's it, it unfair, depends what you mean the, by this, but... This sort of thing. Um, if, if, if Trump had done that, you might think, eh, hey, he probably did. <laughs> a lot of people would think. If Joe Biden did that, I think a lot of people think, oh my God, I didn't think he was that kind of guy. Trump was never running on his character. Biden very much is. That's a good point right there. There you go. I think the reason these questions do matter is, did you ever meet outside of work? Did he call you regularly? If she says yes and he says no, then then you get a bartender shows up. No, wait a second. I heard I heard that conversation. No, they used to come into the bar all the time and sit over in the corner and have drinks. I remember it. 
that sort of thing happens, and it just grows and grows and grows and grows. And then you got a guy with a boat in Connecticut who said, yeah, we ran a rape ring on my boat. And then you get a bartender who says, yeah, I used to go to... Come on. Come on! What are we talking about here? (laughs) What about Biden releasing his personnel documents that are currently being held at the University of Maryland? Or Delaware, rather. Sorry, the University of Delaware. I don't know what that means. So so this is this is what Rita said. I'm calling for the release of documents being held by the University of Delaware that contain Biden's staff personnel records because I believe it will contain my complaint form as well as my separation letter and other documents. Um, So I think that's something that complaint form, though, she said, did not include the assault because she decided not to put that in there. So, again, the guy has dementia. God bless him. <laughs> he's he has dementia and he's incapable of carrying out the the uh, duties of the office of the president of the United well, States. He, this well, is all a distraction. Well, you, whether you think it's a good idea or not, he's going to be asked about it, and he has to answer the question: Do you remember this woman? And he's either going to say yes or no, and it, it goes from there. Or he'll continue to hide out, which is uh, an answer in itself and leaves an impression. Yeah, it does. Anyway, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Magician Roy Horn from the Siegfried and Roy Las Vegas show announced yesterday that he had tested positive for the coronavirus. He called it the second scariest thing that's ever happened to him. (laughs) I gotcha. Is that a joke? So when his partner got hit by the tiger. Yes, I know. Okay. The the former Tiger Kings. That's right. Similar in some ways, too. I was going to look. USA Today's similar hairstyles. (laughs) USA Today's got who's got the best at home late night show. I was going to look that up, but uh, maybe later. Uh, I tell you what, speaking of things we need to get at, uh, Michael Flynn, briefly national security advisor for the president, uh, prosecuted and perhaps persecuted by the FBI. Uh, documents have been unearthed that show he may indeed have been set up, and I think this uh, story is going to go in a very, very different direction Cool uh, any, than it was a year ago or so. If that any, poor son of a gun. I tell you what, his life was ruined. If any story can get traction at all in the midst of the uh, economic and uh, corona news, uh, we've got the economic news coming up in a little bit. One more thing on the Biden thing. And it's it's fantastic, by the way. Great economic <laughs> news. Just fabulous. <laughs> if, if you're looking to return to caveman days. <laughs> One final note on the Biden sexual allegation thing. It's interesting that I'm like arguing for it to become a big deal when I don't think he probably did anything. But um, uh, I think making a false claim about what the New York Times said was a pretty major development, I think. That was stating something clearly false. New York Times cleared us. And the New York Times saying, no, we didn't. Right. One more of those, and I think it just explodes as a story. One more, you're clearly lying, where he says, you know, that's the only time I ever this, or whatever, and then somebody can document that that's not true, even if it's a minor thing. Yeah. And it just explodes as a story. The media goes crazy on this, talking to everybody she's ever known, and just all that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, having read the New York Times story in question, it absolutely did not clear him. No. In, no. in fact, if anything, it made it seem like, yeah, something pretty unpleasant happened for her. 
She sure went around telling friends, yeah, here's what he did to me. And some remembered the specifics. So cleared him? That's just a fantasy or a lie. So, hey, listen, the thing we talked about doing um, when we were off the air, Jack, we do not have time to do at this point, perhaps next segment. But I will uh, go ahead and elaborate on the uh, General Flynn stuff. Michael Flynn stuff and uh, Catherine. He was, he was the national security advisor for a cup of coffee, right? Exactly. Uh, well-known general. He's a personality on Fox News, etc. And uh, Catherine Herridge is breaking this news. Catherine Herridge of CBS News. Hmm. And I did a double take. I was like, well, it's like, you know, it's, it's seeing your your sister in a house of ill repute or your brother on Brokeback Mountain. I mean, I still love him. It's just, yeah, what? it just changed. It's what a change. It's happened? a change. Yeah. I just need to come to terms the with the fact that? that Catherine Herridge is at CBS News. But there are handwritten notes from some of the agents involved in the, uh, in the questioning of Michael Flynn that said, what is our goal? The truth and admission or to try to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? Now, wait a minute. Why is the FBI talking about getting him fired? Is this part of the insurance policy struck and page ad? What the hell is going on? And he's been arguing and is trying to withdraw his guilty plea, saying they trapped me into lying through all sorts of bamboozling. They did it intentionally. I have not done anything wrong. They got me to lie about not doing anything wrong. I think this is going to end very badly for old uh, Jim Comey and the FBI of the Obama administration. So many questions. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I myself think that the path uh, to our re-entering the economy is testing, testing, testing. It all comes back to science and the health and well-being of the American people. I believe that we have to have a path that is about testing. You cannot, you cannot turn the economy around without the scientific res- uh, uh, leadership on it. God bless the American people. This is about workers and their families. And if you want to go in the workforce and take a risk and then bring that home to your family, you have to think many times over about that. Oh, yeah, that that last part there is the sort of thing you say if you have never or it's been so long since you don't remember uh, worried at all about finances. When's the last time a Nancy Pelosi or a lot of the people making these decisions, Gavin Newsom or others, have worried at all about their finances? With well, Nancy she, Pelosi, it'd be yeah. decades. She's She's been ultra-wealthy since long before I was born. Uh, and I'm old and bitter. So a two-part answer to Nancy from our beloved listeners. First of all, uh, Aileen Anonymous who is a uh, longtime listener to one of the new stations we're on, the mighty, the legendary, the fabulous KSFO San Francisco, um, and is really enjoying the show, and we thank you, Aileen, for that. Uh, she says, I live in the Bay Area of Cal Unicornia, and the Gavinator just announced our latest shelter-in-place rules. And then she mentions, well, uh, I'm nearing a colossal hair emergency, and my garden has turned into a jungle, because haircuts and grass cuts are evidently a public health danger. Then she mentions that 80-year-old Nancy Pelosi and 80-year-old Dianne Feinstein look fantastic. I mean, they look like they've always looked like. And she said, you know, obviously they're getting work done. Sure. Now, now this is so a you're minor. You're talking about the hair and nails and all that sort of stuff that's illegal right now. 
Right. That's a minor concern, really, on the grand scheme of things. But then Aileen writes, Nancy and Diane own big properties in California. Are they now doing their own yard work? Hard to imagine either out there with a leaf blower or a lawnmower. But, hey, miracles can happen. As for us, my husband and I are both in our mid-60s, and our gardener has been threatened with a $1,000 fine even though gardeners work in near isolation outdoors. So he can't come. My husband has some serious medical issues, uh, He and he is now doing our backyard now, and it is dangerous to his health. And she describes in some detail why, and, and trust me, it is. However, in Menlo Park, we still have the big leaf blower guy blowing non-existent leaves off the sidewalks of Santa Cruz Avenue downtown, and the big street cleaner trucks there at least two times per week. What am I missing here? Is Nancy's hair and her grass more important than mine? Would love, love, love to have a public airing of these timely uh, questions. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, and I, we're more than happy to air them for you. It is absolutely uh, restrictions for thee, not for me right now. And the ultra-rich and these super-famous entertainers saying, stay at home, be safe. I got bills! You got sole breadwinners or, or, or two people. I mean, even upper-income people, you know, medical professionals, are losing their ass because they can't make a living when they say, look, I understand what it would take to run my business safely. You have to let me do it before I'm destitute. We'll get back to Elon Musk and, and his uh, fabulous statements of yesterday in a couple of minutes. But then to the second thing Nancy said about testing. And this is uh, from Al Anonymous, who is a, a learned man. I know who he is, um, more or less. But he says, the one and only Dr. Fauci says in pandemics like this, there's a target testing rate. Based on his experience with contagious diseases of this type, when you have enough testing, uh, you have enough testing when 10% of your tests come back as positive. If your positive rate is below 10%, you're not testing enough people. If it's, uh, if your positive rate is, uh, below 10%, you're likely over testing, wasting time and resources. Again, this is, uh, according to Dr. Fauci. And we've absolutely reached those numbers. Uh, well, he gets into some detail, but according to Dr. Fauci's own standards, we're testing a hell of a lot of people. And then Al says, my suspicion is, quote, testing is now being used as a cudgel by the left. So they're reluctant to call out progress on testing of the regional uh, variances. To be fair, the current levels of daily testing um, in California, for instance, are newish and only been at those levels for the last week. Two weeks ago, not enough testing would have been a fair complaint, but not now. Well, get, uh, it depends where you are, I suppose. Getting to what uh, Nancy said there at the end about the God bless the workers, but uh, you risk going in and getting sick and bringing it home to your family. Um, I think it's just you look around. Uh, har- hardly anybody's died around where you are. You don't. You don't know anybody's been who's died. You don't even know anybody who's been sick. And a and, good percentage of the businesses are open, just and, not yours. Yeah, the the you know, yeah, this place right over here is open. This place right over here, open. and what she can't relate to, and a lot of the people making the decisions can't relate to, is that every single week that goes by is monumental. On the, you got a house payment, you got a cable bill, you got uh, employees, you got all these different things. Every week matters. Saying couple more months. Right. It's easy to say right. if you're not paying, if you don't ever have to worry about bills. Well, and if I can boil it down even more simply, as she says, you, you know, you're gambling, you're going to work, you might bring the virus home. You need to think about that. To which 
Tens of millions of Americans respond, I have thought about it. I have to work. I'll wear a mask. I can't go broke. God, the the idea, and Thomas Sowell has a beautiful quote about this. He said, one of the things I'm most ashamed of is in my youth buying the idea that the Democratic Party was the party of the common man. Nothing could be further from the truth. God bless the American people. Please go away, you bitter old hag. Shame, yeah, um, uh, we got a text about a, a local hospital somewhere that, um, and this is happening all over the country, where they 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 put together these emergency hospitals because they thought the hospitals were going to be overflowing, and so you took hotels or in the, you know old basketball arenas or whatever you took and turned them into hospitals, and there's no people in there, or have right. giant navy ships show up. In all these cases, they they got almost no patients because they just didn't need them. That's good news. I'm happy for that. But it, it gets to the point of it's not near as bad as anybody thought. The right. hospitals are so far from being overwhelmed, they're going broke. And, and for instance, pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom has just announced stricter restrictions. We got this email, speaking of uh, fabulous notes, and you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Al or Aileen Anonymous writes, uh, uh, and this happens to be Cal Unicornia again, I just heard on the call of the governor's task force today that there are still zero patients at Arco Arena, which was the old uh, basketball arena in the capital of California, Sacramento. There was an audible sigh of disappointment in the room on the call. Disappointed that they can't report there's anyone there. But they're going to relax the guidelines now of who can be moved there so that they can show there are patients there, so they can say it's not a complete waste of money. When this started a month ago, everyone was really working hard to flatten the curve, etc. And I believe that was sincere. Sure. Now they are working to prop up programs to make their bosses look good. Bureaucrats are doing what bureaucrats do. Uh, well done. Thank you, my whistleblowing friend. So a final note on this sort of thing, and we'll move on to something else then. Uh, for many rural hospitals, which operate on a razor-thin margin, even in fat times, I'm reading from the dispatch, a lengthy postponement of elective surgeries, which has happened all across the country, that's the most profitable item in most hospitals, is an extinction-level event for the hospital, uh, ruling those out. It's going to have grave consequences for many hospitals around Michigan, uh, said this person who knows all about it. Just six weeks of, of the freeze has cost the hospital roughly $10 million. That's about a tenth of which has been recouped for, through federal aid. Only a tenth, a tenth. of that, that they're going to get back. Yikes. We cannot dip that far into our cash reserves to sustain the model without significant mass layoffs beyond the ones we've already had. A few months more in the hospital might have to close down for good. Private and, practices are no better off. Family doctors and specialists are having to weather the same freeze, plus one additional difficulty. They don't qualify for any of the CARES Act hospital funds and are forced to scrap uh, to scrape by with the rest of the nation's small businesses, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they quote a doctor. You know, I'm a doctor. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. Nobody said to us, you should be applying for this immediately, a cardiologist in Maryland said. I talked to my lawyer yesterday. Hey, what if I go bankrupt? Is my house going to go too? I, if I decide I'm going to go bankrupt and I can't pay my lease anymore, I've got to get my practice up, how much can they take from me? And listen, if you are sleepy-headed perhaps right now or you're not terribly acquainted with the uh, the nexus of health and economics, if these small uh, town hospitals, the rural and semi-rural hospitals, close, there will be droves of people, unthinkable numbers of people, who die because they don't have hospital care close enough. 
the numbers, and I don't have them in front of me, but I've seen them plenty of times, uh, the relationship between proximity to critical care and survival rates, well, do the math. If you're having a heart attack and the nearest hospital's an hour and a quarter away, you know, start praying. You're about to meet grandma again. You know, uh, whereas if you're, you know, six blocks away from your big city hospital, you're going to be fine. It's hard to imagine how those hospitals would ever come back if they go under. So so this, you know, again, in case you're sleepyheaded and you can't connect the dots in this this effort to to save people from dying from the admittedly horrific, although rarely horrific uh, COVID-19, you're going to kill lots and lots and lots more people because they have no medical care. Where is the balance? Where is the sanity? I swear, we, we've become uh, monomaniacs. We're, uh, we're, we're fixated on the COVID to the exclusion of all else, including stuff that will kill people. On a lighter note, I've got some dating deal breakers. Also, uh, look, really looks like they need to take Han Solo's airplane keys away from him. Uh, oh, boy. Another, oh, another Harrison incident. Ford again? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You just, we just can't let you fly anymore, Hans. Uh, good, 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 good thing you did back in the seventies. But why don't we build you a nice Millennium Falcon uh, simulator, and you can just <laughs> sit around in that with your skinny wife? <laughs> oh, 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 that's right. He's married to Calista Flockhart. I'd forgotten. Right, Ali yeah. McBeal. Uh, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, trucks can explode. It could be chemicals from cleaning out the garage to batteries. Um, hot coals are a big one during the summer. You know, they're definitely more common than you would think. When I looked up in my hopper camera, I noticed the flames in the back of the truck. By the time I got out to grab my fire extinguisher, the fire engine was already pulling in the parking lot. We have hydraulic lines back there to where if those lines were to melt and that hydraulic fluid catches fire, the truck will, it'll go up within seconds. Why are garbage trucks catching on fire? Why is this happening, Michael? Uh, people are throwing away battery stuff because people are cleaning mm. at home doing cleaning, so they're throwing away ah. flammable stuff. And, and you mm. end up with a literal dumpster fire. Yeah, yep. Batteries combined with random chemicals, and yeah, it's chemistry, Jack. There you go. Wow. Um, wow. That's uh, the hidden danger or something. Can you get me an age on Harrison Ford? Han Solo nearly crashed his plane again. You remember a couple of years ago when he landed his plane on the golf course? I'm saying 78. Uh, that sounds about right. Ooh, 77. Yeah. Close. Nah. Well, he's an old 77. Uh, he, uh, he was at a California airport again the other day. He crossed the runway just over the top of it sideways, like in a way you're supposed to not to, just like uh, flying around, just flies right over the runway where people are taking off and landing. <laughs> and, uh, dude, you got to turn in your keys. I mean, well, he's <laughs> always kind of an outlaw, though. He didn't care if Boba Fett came after him. He did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, and you're going to take away his keys. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. That's a good point. That's a good point. Unbelievable. Um, Belgians are being told to eat French fries twice a week due to a frozen potato surplus. The industry faces a possible loss of $135.5 million if hundreds of tons of surplus potatoes aren't eaten this year. So Belgians are being told to eat fries twice a week. I would take that challenge. 
hey, if that's what I got to do for my country. Exactly. I'm a proud Belgian patriot. Pass the French fries. Actually, uh, Roy Wood Jr., comedian from the uh, the Daily Show, one of their correspondents, very funny guy. He had kind of a, a take on that in in how this is this is time for Americans to Americans to step up. Food waste all over this great nation. Food that was supposed to go to restaurants and school cafeterias is being thrown away because we can't eat in such huge quantities anymore. But we can't. The hell we can't. This is the USA. Man, we're the country that invented supersizing, hot dog eating contests, and fighting to the death over a fried chicken sandwich. (laughs) We've been training for this crisis our entire lives. So America, I need you to join with me and stuff your faces like your lives and your country depends on it because it does i unfortunately kind of do that every day anyway done and done not proud of it but that's what i do um parks and rec cast reuniting for a special covid19 pandemic episode which is going to air tonight for a one-time special reuniting the entire cast so if you're a parks parks and rec fan is that the Ron Swanson show, Sean? Indeed it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, Rob Lowe, Chris Pratt, all of them. All of them going to be back. So that sounds like a good idea. It'll either be good or not. <laughs> That's my prediction. <laughs> More Ron Swanson is always a good thing. Oh, speaking of eating, uh, just a, a quick note. Somebody sent us this tweet. Some animal activists are sending around a, a tweet with a picture of meat. And would you all eat this? And they're going around to grocery stores and sticking stickers on meat that says has a picture of a calf that says my name was chloe i wanted to live your personal choice killed me don't buy it oh jeez. and and so it's would y'all eat this and i love the reply to it i'd look for i'd look for one with my my name on it like you do at a souvenir shop for a mug or a (laughs) fake license plate I gotta find one named joe come on that'd be fun there's oh there's a steak named joe that's the one i'm bringing home (laughs) <laughs> nice. My name was Chloe. <laughs> Meat, don't do it. No, it wasn't. What is the part? Your choice? Your personal choice killed me. All right. I mean, yeah. if it wasn't my choice, it was going to be his choice. I mean, you were, <laughs> you were made well, for food. Listen, I'm sorry. At the risk of turning this far more serious than it ought to be, I have uh, a 100% certainty that the person who put that sticker on is in favor of abortion on demand. So uh, shut up. I'm going to have my steak. That's a decent point right there. Thank I you. suppose we should mention that there are almost 4 million more Americans that filed for unemployment benefits during the last week. That puts our total at over 30 million in, a, in six weeks, which is just an incomprehensible number. Um, so. And where is I have oh, and it? Consumer, consumer was, what was it? Spending confidence here. Let me look it up. Then, why do we even need to look it up? It doesn't matter what it is. It's the worst number that's ever been seen. Yeah, we already know. (laughs) Moving down. Here's another number about the economy that's the worst one anybody's ever seen. It doesn't even matter what it is. Yeah, where? Gosh, darn it! I have it in front of me somewhere. But it's estimated by uh, the estimators that the number of unemployed is actually underestimated by about a third because there is such a monumental backlog of people even getting through to say, hey, I ain't got a job. So who knows what the actual number is, but it's horrific. Yeah, uh, the reader right here, the Economic Policy Institute report found that for every 10 people who successfully file for unemployment benefits, three to four more tried and failed. 
There it is. Thank you. You have it. That is, uh, that's horrifying. So this off the charts, are you sure this thing is working number? Right. Is way low. I've tried eight hours a day for two weeks to get through. Yeah, 30 to 40% of the actual unemployed are having that experience. But put the government in charge of everything and you'll have wonderful results. A real utopia where there's nothing but joy and prosperity for all. I just I don't understand you people. So we're going to get to the stuff Elon Musk said in a uh, in a call yesterday with investors, and uh, he was he was pretty frank about his belief that we need to open America back up, specifically because people are going to go broke, and specifically because it's a free country. And I want to hear those. Oh yeah, and it's great. Uh, I already loved Elon. Now I love him even more. Uh, plus, I want to get to those uh, those dating deal breakers. Oh, yeah, I got that. I'd Rob. imagine having Ch- uh, Chairman Xi's Chinese bat fever would be a deal breaker. This just out. Canada is going to announce a ban on assault-style weapons. They had that the one mass shooting, and now they're going to ban assault-style weapons. Oh, I wonder what their definition of assault-style weapons will be. That's That's where the rub is on that whole thing. Exactly. You try to ban a machine, people will just change the machine a little bit. So they were okay to own a particular kind of gun. One nut job shoots up some people. Then they're no longer uh, for anybody to own in in Canada. Right, right. Oh, speaking of machines, we were talking about cars that go 200 miles per hour yesterday. Mm. Got a nice note from uh, Al Anonymous who has a uh, a sedan. Cost $51,000. It's governed at 190. What What is it? It's a BMW. It'll go 190? Yeah, vol. Wow. Armstrong and Getty.